nerds. Welcome to the Anatomy Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Hillary, and today my guest is Ahmad Al Shaif of Anatomy is Lit. Ahmad is an aspiring doctor of physical therapy and has been tutoring anatomy for the past four years. When he is not teaching anatomy, he is practicing MMA. And today we will be talking about the best strategies to learn anatomy. Welcome, Ahmad. Hey, thank you for having me on, Hillary. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. I am super excited that you're here. Thank you. We are always nerding out and goofing off on Instagram, so it's just so much fun that we're finally doing an episode together. I, <laughs> it's going to be a real fun one, you guys. You're in for a treat. You and me both, honestly. I'm, I'm really excited to be here, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a really great episode. I think it's going to be super helpful. And, you know, a lot of individuals that follow the Anatomy Nerd podcast Instagram are pre-med kids and anatomy is they're either taking an anatomy class or they have taken an anatomy class or and will be taking the next step in anatomy like advanced anatomy or something like that and so this episode will be fantastic for them because you're going to provide some really helpful tools so i'm stoked on it ahmad will be giving us all the details on how you can prepare for your first anatomy class or continue to learn anatomy he will also be giving tips for when you are actually taking anatomy and things you can do afterwards to retain all of that important information so before we dive in, Ahmad, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you become an anatomy tutor? It's a it's a it's a funny story actually. I I actually had no intentions of going into anatomy myself, but um, a quick backstory: my background's in kinesiology, just like yourself. And yeah, uh, kines nerds right over here. Day. Yes, yeah. So like growing up, I played football all throughout my life, and I uh-huh. uh, I started doing boxing. Uh, very young age and then when i was um i actually had my knee reconstructed i tore my acl and had that oh man not a fun thing tore my left acl no and uh basically that was pretty much it for football for me i uh i dropped down and lost so much muscle uh weight and muscle mass but that's not the important thing but so what i did was i actually transitioned to uh mixed martial arts where I had cool. a blast, you know, it was a lot of fun. But then I realized that it's not just like stand-up boxing. And when people realized that I had no wrestling and no ground game, they just completely took me down. And I had yeah. been submitted possibly in every uh, submission in the book. So, yeah, <laughs> not a shame of it at all. But through that, I actually... No way. Yeah, that's how you yeah, learn. It, it was fascinating. <laughs> and then with certain joint locks and... Uh, like for example, Kimura's on the shoulder and all that fun stuff. But I actually yeah. started applying that later on when I was in the class in the in anatomy. So this was oh, cool. we're talking about a about an eight year period of when oh, I wow. stopped doing mixed martial arts and then um, uh-huh. and then went into my first anatomy class. Um, oh wow! So I remembered I went in and I actually went to school in Santa Barbara City College. And uh, uh-huh. shout out to Peter Aguilar. He's Literally, not only the best professor I've had, but also a professor that actually changed my life. Um, You would absolutely love him. He's even a worse version of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I I walked into the classroom, I saw this guy excited about a certain topic. And I said, there's no way Uh that anyone can be so excited about a certain topic at all. And it was my introductory class to anatomy. And... um, Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I, I I fell in love with the class, you know. I but yeah. the funniest thing was it's that 
I remembered when we went into the, the lab and we had cadavers, actual cadavers in the room. Yeah. And I remember my first time going in there. I was the person that almost passed out. Oh, no. <laughs> it was that guy. Oh, no. <laughs> that. Well, because it can be kind of um, alarming, right? Yeah. A little different. I mean, I, yeah. it was pretty funny. Like, I'm, you know, I'm six foot, 230 pounds. And I was doing one of these and there was... You were like, oh my God, I can't hang. Can't do it. I was like, I was actually considering dropping the class and changing my major. Until oh no. I was like, you know, I can't, I can't oh, do I'm it. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. Oh my goodness. This is where he came in. He said, you know, if it's just that, I promise you, you'll get over it after a while. And if you don't, I'll drop yeah, it from the class yeah. myself. Oh, that's awesome. And he did not tell me that I would not be where I'm at and we would not be having this conversation right now. That is so, so wild. Definitely. I love professors like that, that just like that see an opportunity for encouragement and take it and go, yeah, the, the student may not be, you know, at 100% right now, like for whatever reason, but I'm just going to step in and just offer a little nudge of encouragement. And then it completely, I mean, you're that's not the first time that that's happened, right? Like just a tiny little moment like that can really alter somebody's life big time. Like, I, I just love that. That's so cool. So glad you had that experience with him. Honestly, and, and I think that's what anybody in in, uh, in in any medical field or anything you're doing in life, I think I always say um, something I live by is, I forgot who said it, but uh, provide more service than you're actually getting paid for, right? Go above and beyond. Yeah. And I think, cause it, because in textbook, what he was supposed to do, well, like not supposed to do, but like it, what he would have done and he would have been doing his job is just saying, well, I mean, Go see if you can find another career then if you if you don't think you can right. take this class. But him just right. offering that extra nudge of saying, uh -huh. if it's if, if it's just that and you absolutely love the class and you absolutely love the topic and you know what you want to do, hang out for a while, hang out for a month or so, see if you, yeah. if that, if you got over that. And if you don't, we're good, right? Um, yeah, that's so cool. So, so cool. And uh, we're actually still yeah. really good friends right now because... I took that introductory, it's actually a combo anatomy physio class, but it's very basic. Um, uh -huh. What I always say, it's, it's kind of like a river. We're not talking, we're only kind of looking at the, the surface. We're not talking about how deep it's going, right? Uh -huh. It's just a right. skimming of the surface right. of, the, of a river. And um, so I took full on 100% anatomy with him the next semester, right? Oh, awesome. So yeah, he couldn't get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's how I was with my physiology professor like I had a very similar experience with my physiology professor I got into that class and I just absolutely fell in love with the material mostly just because of like I mean it's it's amazing material and it's really interesting stuff like that it was very easy for me to dive into the material because I was simply just very interested in it but because of how I got really, really more, I was more engaged because of how amazing the professor really was. And I wanted to take more of his classes and I absolutely did. I ended up signing up for his like neurophysiology class uh, as well, just because I wanted to learn more from him. Like, and he made the material easy and approachable, you know, like good, good professors can really kind of have a big impact on, on students' lives. It's, it's honestly, it's so, so true. And, um, basically long story short, I took that class with him and this is actually where the, tutoring came into place, right? Uh -huh. Because I came into that class with the one thing that every single person goes into anatomy thinking that anatomy is. I mean, if you known anybody who, if you told anybody, hey, I'm gonna be taking an anatomy class, and the first thing mm -hmm. they always tell you is, oh, you're gonna be memorizing a lot. 
right? Uh-huh. That was literally the first. So I, what I did was try to memorize every single thing I can. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, it's that time in that class, in that one class, I took every single quiz. I took every single exam. And I mm-hmm. still ended up like bombing the entire class. It's not like I messed oh, no. <laughs> you know, oh, like, no. what is happening right now? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it turned out that it was just like, um, I realized that trying to memorize and retain so much information, it's if just by just straight memorization, I'm talking about like, yeah, um, you have to know that this is the superior angle of the scapula. Right. And you're just knowing mm-hmm. that, like, if you're just pointing that. But what if you flip it over and now you're looking at the anterior side? Are you still going to be able to identify the superior angle of the scapula? Right. 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 Or what if they yeah. what if it's a right bone? Now you're looking at a left bone. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely. Do. Yeah. And what I did instead was I actually said, instead of trying to memorize this stuff, I'm going to see what I can do, because um when I remembered something that my dad helped me, because I English is actually my third language. Not a lot of people know that about me. Your third? third <laughs> okay, what are the first two? So Arabic, I grew up speaking Arabic. Um, uh-huh. So I was born in the States, but when I was about two months old, um, we left to the Middle East, and then I came back when I was about five years old. And, oh, cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, not too bad, but and, and I came back only speaking Arabic. But the city I grew up in is 99% yeah. Hispanic. So all my friends I, I go out playing outside oh with, I spoke gosh. Spanish with them. <laughs> no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> and it wasn't until like, um, it wasn't until I got went to kindergarten where I start, actually started learning, first grade actually, where I started learning um, English. And what a trip. That's so it's cool. So, so crazy. So it's. Wow. So you're fluent in all three? Um, yes. To an extent, with my, wow. my Spanish has been a little bit off lately because I haven't been practicing it. But. Yeah, no, I know. Isn't it really crazy how quickly you, lo- you lose a language? It's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy, yeah. crazy. And, yeah. and it, it was actually when I started living in Santa Barbara where I forgot my Spanish completely because nobody uh-huh. spoke Spanish there. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> no, you got to come up into my neck of the woods where everyone speaks Spanish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I actually, one of my, uh, my friend's moms, um, back home, um, I went back during this time when I was in Santa Barbara and she started talking to me and she, you know, I knew her since I was a kid and yeah. I, I couldn't understand her as well as I did. And she said, you, you, for, you, you that's it. You lost it, huh? And I was like, no, 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 oh. I didn't lose it. I promise. <laughs> So, yeah, just just the crow shame <laughs> for me. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. But, not so, so, but going back, but what I was trying to say is um, after everything that happened, when I took it the second time in that, in that full anatomy class. Yeah. Is when, when you I went was back actually, for more. Exactly. What my dad told me was, he said, this is actually what he told me to help remember my Spanish. He said, languages are just patterns, yeah. right? You notice small things and you learn those patterns along the way and you you apply it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to take that approach to anatomy. So oh, I remembered I took my lab manual and the first thing I did, I said, I'm not going to look at a single bone. I'm not going to look at a, uh, um, not even a picture. All I'm going to do is I'm going to go through these words and I'm going to try to see whenever I can find something that repeats itself. Oh, that's right? a really and I start underlining approach. them. I love that. And what I noticed is every single time you have the OID. O-I-D. Uh-huh. So this is literally the first thing I make all my students do is if you see this word OID, underline it because it means to resemble. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And so, for example, the coracoid is bird's beak. It resembles a bird's beak, right? Uh-huh. 
And uh, I think actually in the first podcast you had, uh, I can't remember who was it, the artist. Um, I'm so sorry that I No, you're totally that. good. You're talking about Jenny of the Illustrated Lab. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she remembered. Yeah, she she brought that up, and I actually started yeah, laughing yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So anytime you see oid, it just means to resemble. Like for example, if I were to tell you cuboid, uh-huh. it resembles a cube, uh-huh. right? So or anytime you see sup soup, it just means above, right? Because mm-hmm. it comes from superior, and so on and so forth. And then basically, once I started applying all these things, I realized that it actually wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. The scapula, when I looked at it, I was like, there's 14 s- structures that I have to know on this one bone. Yeah. But yeah. what I did was I, I looked at the bone and I said, it looks like a triangle. How many sides to a triangle? Three mm-hmm. sides to a triangle, right? So medial, lateral, superior borders, right? Uh-huh. And how many angles to a triangle? You have mm-hmm. three angles to a triangle. And then you start applying those. And just like that, you knocked out six of those topics. Totally. Six of those things right there. Yeah. And what's it called? Uh, that's where all of this craziness started beginning. And then I actually, you know, the shoulder a little bit, but I actually passed the class with, you know, a solid A. Hey, so, there we go. Cool. Yeah, awesome. So not too bad. I mean, yeah. really what what the big change was that you just started applying tools. Like you learned the language of anatomy. You learned associations. And, and those things are hugely helpful in learning anatomy. Because you are 100% correct when you say that learning anatomy is not just full-on memorization. It's like those connections are what really help you understand you know why things are named the way the things that they are and why we name them that right and and why it is important that they're named that you know it's it's when you make those deeper connections that's when you're really understanding anatomy so tell us some more tips of you know for learning anatomy like what what can somebody do to get prepared for their first anatomy class like they have just signed up it's their first anatomy class their first introduction to the human body what tips can you give them what tools can will help them along the way of course that's an excellent question and um, the earlier you can start the better off you are and um, agreed and if you're listening to this podcast possibly like into your first anatomy class if you're not you can still figure out a way to kind of maneuver your way in, in, in the class the biggest tip I can give anyone, and it's actually not even related to anything to do with anatomy, and it's actually something we spoke about a couple of days ago, <laughs> is getting your time in, in place. Your oh, time God, yeah. Time management, guys. <clears throat> time management um, is key in life. Like, literally every person <laughs> on the planet needs a time management class. <laughs> 1,000%. I believe that firmly. Exactly. You know, I, I always said, have two books with you right? Those, these are the first two things you should buy. You shouldn't buy, this is even before you buy your textbook. This is even before you buy your lab manual, before you buy anything. And those two things are, one is a journal. The other one is a calendar, right? Yes. Um, I love this. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And what I always recommend is whatever calendar works for you, fine. But the one that works for me is the one that has the days and with the time slots, kind of like a, like Uh a barbershop, uh, what's it called? Uh, like, like appointment an appointment thing? book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can literally get it for five bucks on Amazon. Totes. Yeah, I, I found the one. That's the one I always like send to my students, you know, five bucks. Mm-hmm. It's flimsy, like kindergarten paper, but hey, you know what? It does the job. Mm-hmm. You're only going to need it for seven days. <laughs> totally. So um, what I always recommend is you start off with the things you can't miss. Work, your classes. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't call off from work. You can't call off from going to class, right? At least right. hopefully anymore. 
So you start off on one day of a week, whatever works for you. For me, it's every Sunday. So every Sunday I sit down and I fill out what I have to do that I can't miss basically uh-huh. work-wise. So either yeah. that's, you know, personal anatomy sessions that I'm tutoring or, you know, when, if I'm working at the, at the college I'm working at, uh-huh. all these other things that I have to be at, that's the first thing I write. Down. And Smart. I make sure to use that with like a color that punches you in the face. I do mm-hmm. different colors. Like for me. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I do too. <laughs> yes, that's super yes. helpful. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's, it makes it so much easier for you to see that. Mm-hmm. And then you do the next one, you'll do your classes, right? So well, every times you have your class. Go the ahead, thing please. I want to add to that is like why it's important to do color coding like that is that that's kind of how um, your brain works, right? Like a lot of people, their brain is really, your brain will recognize color patterns and will go like, oh, the blue colored time slot right there, that's the work thing. I must have a work task that, it, that needs to be completed at that time. And so your brain will just click when it sees that blue. Like, color coding helps your brain to just work more efficiently in that way. Exactly. And you know what's it's funny is that, I mean, you open up any any medical textbook and mm-hmm. you see colors everywhere. Totally. I remembered once when I took a group of students into the cadaver room I um, and we were going over the blood vessels and one of the yeah. students said, where are all the red and blue lines? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the reason why we have red and blue lines in all of our textbooks, you know, representing arteries and veins is just basically that because we learn so well to organize things with mm-hmm. different colors. Right. And I actually had one student who was colorblind. And so what she did was she used different shades of like black, I guess. Right. Oh, so cool. she had markers that were like, um, like a light gray and into a very intense black. So oh, that, wow. And she said that works very well for her too. So oh, wow. yeah, very cool. out. that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. She just adapted. That's awesome. Yeah. But the, the journal now, like with the journal, you know, a lot of people miss, I mean, if you want to keep it as a diary, that's fine. Like mine is right here with me. Yeah. I always recommend you write at least not even, it doesn't even have to be a full page. Just write one thing in your journal every day. Yeah. And yeah, it's nice to have like a control delete for your brain where you just like wipe everything clean. Mm-hmm. But what I always say about the journal is dropping breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. right? Um, think about anything that any of you guys have done or you have done where you like say for like, for example, my brother, it's uh, he wanted to do 20 pushups a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he started doing it and then I called him up after like we were talking about a month a month later. I was like, "Hey, so how was the push-ups going out every day?" And he says, "You know what? I did it for the first 2 weeks, haven't done it since." Oh no. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens sometimes. And you know, I mean, that's it happens to all of us. And it's not yeah. because and I guarantee you when he started it, he was serious. He didn't yeah. he didn't have any full intentions of I mean, he it. lasted 2 weeks, that's longer than yeah. some. <laughs> you know, hats off for him for doing so. And I don't think I don't think that he he started it off saying I'm only going to do two weeks of this month. Right. Right. right, right. So I think I think what happens is, you know, you start to compromise and stuff like that little by little and you don't realize it. Like, for example, you say, all right, today I'll do 20 pushups. And then the next day you say, man, I'm a little sore. I'll only do 10 pushups. And then, you know, before you know, you say, I'll skip today. And the next day I'll do 40 pushups. You start doing that. Right. You start like compromising with yourself or like uh, uh, bargaining with yourself. Right. Yeah, you start becoming a businessman within within your own consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So what I think a journal does, it's that once you get to that point where you're not doing any more push-ups figuratively, right? You go back to your journal and you see where you went so you can trace your trace your the breadcrumbs back home, Uh right? So like the fastest point, the fastest way from point A to point B is a straight line. 
Yeah. But we always take little detours, right? Totally. For little shortcuts. Yeah. In the fastest way for you to get back to the path you originally set, it's through knowing where you kind of went wrong, I guess. Oh, and that's smart. what I like to uh-huh. do with, with my journal. And what I tell my students is all you have to write, what you went over today. That's mm-hmm. it. Write down, today I went over the scapula, this and this, this. Yeah. That's all. Right? That's really smart. I think that that's super helpful that like, not only does it kind of help to get your day out of your head a little bit, you know, like that's always been um, the benefit of journaling for me, but it kind of helps you to understand kind of like exactly what you were saying. Like it kind of helps you to figure out like, Oh, maybe I just wrote down, like I didn't have a very good day. Like I, I didn't feel like studying or I don't feel like I understood a topic very well. And then you can kind of dig into why that was like, were you just tired? Were you distracted with other classes? Did did a life event happen that kind of derailed you? Did did you really truly just need a day off? Or are you kind of being a lazy little butthead that needs to get back to work? You know, it's I think the journal is great. It really kind of helps you to do that like that uh what's that called? Like self-reflection, uh, I guess. there we go. Or that that's that's self reflection that like is, is really important. So I really like the suggestion of the journal. That's really cool. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, it's something that definitely has helped me out, you know, and, and it's something it's free. You can go to the dollar store and just get a yeah, basic totally. journal. It doesn't, doesn't have to be anything fancy, just yeah. something that you're getting your mind off to it. Totally. And, uh, whenever you're writing down these schedules, what I always recommend is don't just put down study for lab. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're filling out your your be your, your more weekly. specific. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't yes, even yes, say yes, yes, yes. go over the scapula. Yeah. Don't say go <laughs> over. Never put that down in anywhere. Go over. <laughs> say be specific. Give yourself some points that you want to say. Like um, learn at learn the land the bony landmarks of the scapula today. Give yourself a goal that you can do and you can knock it off. Nice. And whenever you knock that, I'll go off. Go to the next, you know. Okay, and also, next. how good does it feel to scratch something off of a to-do list? Oh, to like so literally good. put that line through that task. You're like, I completed it, done. It feels so good. It's like my you favorite. You know thing. how I hold my pen whenever I scratch it out? I don't do like this. I do like full, fist, full on like, fist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a second power of coloring. crossing through exactly. the to-do list. <laughs> I want to. I want to get I to the point it. where I'm barely tearing off the. Like I'm. I'm almost a little bit more forced, and I would have torn that page clean off. Yeah, dude, I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, yeah. it's so good. Do you teach your students that too? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I, love I, I, it. I actually. I told them, all right, get your get your pens out, hold it like this, and you're just gonna do one of those. Yeah, so good. You first want to find the tender spot inside that journal and just and just the girls, get at it. <laughs> One one of the one of the girls I was tutoring, uh, she tore like six pages. <laughs> was like, she was feeling good. Was she was like, I completed that task. It's like I love the enthusiasm, but now you lost your now you're in six pages. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I would have given her a fat yes. high five. That's awesome. I did definitely. <laughs> nice, 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 Most nice. Definitely. All right, students. Yeah. So get your calendar and get your journal. I love that. Time for an advertisement. Has listening to the Anatomy Nerd podcast made you think, huh, I kind of want to start my own podcast? Well, if that's the case, I highly suggest you go with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is the hosting platform. I use Buzzsprout and I have been really, really pleased with them. You know, and podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. 
and they make it easy to start a podcast. You can start at home with some gear that you already have. And if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You can follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you and you get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for our paid plan. And it helps support the Anatomy Nerd podcast. What more could you want? All right, now back to the show. Okay, Okay. so how about tools for when you are in class? What can you tell us about that? Um, So in addition to the journal as well as the calendar, um, what I recommend is getting yourself two things, something you can take notes well on, either that's Mm -hmm. electrical or um, pen and paper. For me, I like, you know, I like the feel of pen and paper and there's actually studies that has been done that say um, when you're writing with pen and paper, you actually retain more information than you actually typing on a keyboard. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I think it, I don't know either, but I've heard the same thing. And like, just, you know, anecdotally, like that is absolutely how I learn. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much a kinesthetic learner and taking that pen to paper and really just getting that material out. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like that's going to be better than hammering on a keyboard. Definitely. And you know, it's, if you're, if you're a keyboard typer, by all means. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If that's what works for you, don't go by what works for you. Clunky ones. Just please. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse that you're sitting next to someone who's just hammering away. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But something that you can do is this is actually, um, something that helped me when I was retaking the class the second time is I found myself just in the constant state of like I'm falling behind I'm falling Mm -hmm. behind I'm falling behind while I'm in the class and that is possibly one of the most I think in my opinion the most disencouraging aspects of Mm -hmm. taking anatomy is whenever you go to class and you feel like you're overwhelmed in the sense that I'm falling behind in the class it's easy to feel Uh, that way there's a lot of material you know it's it's so much information coming at you at once and chances are I think the average anatomy class is three hours long uh-huh. So, yeah. So imagine trying to learn everything all at once for three hours, sitting mm-hmm. down and just doing that. What I found actually is I have two separate notebooks, right? Uh-huh. And I actually got this idea from like a post-fight interview. Oh, nice. So they were actually, so they were using recorders. So I highly recommend if your professor allows it, please record. Yes. Right? I second that please big record. time, big time, big time, big time. And, and you know what, for the first month, that worked amazing for me. But the thing is, I realized I have a three-hour recording. Am I really going to listen to all of it? <laughs> right? <laughs> Even if Especially you listen to with... 10 minutes of it, though, like, I think it's helpful. I, exactly. I heavily re- dependent on my recorded lectures. It helped so yeah. much. And also, like, I just listen to it like a podcast where I'm just, if I'm driving or if I'm, you know, doing dishes or if I'm going on, on a bike ride or something, yeah. I'll just, you know, turn that on and just do my thing. Yeah. Um, Something that actually helped me out, though, even to take that to another level, is I will have two notebooks, two separate notebooks. The first notebook, that's my in-class notebook. Uh-huh. And in there, I'm just like a, um, you know, like a sports journalist in a post-fight interview where I have my recording to the guy's face. Uh-huh. And what I'm doing is I have a small little tiny notepad. Next time you guys are watching any athletic post, whatever, like post-competition, I guess. Yeah, post-competition uh-huh. um Look how the journalists are, what are they writing with? What are they taking notes with? Mm-hmm. With a small little book pad. And yeah. Not like they're a just huge getting down the main notebook. points. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it blew my mind that they would write with small little notebooks and then have like a five page article about it. Yeah, so, right. And so what I figured out is I actually got a hold of one of these <laughs> these sports journalists and um, I talked. I was like, hey, what are you doing when you're doing that? Right. That's awesome. And he said, he said, listen, man, um, you he especially after a loss. A fighter only wants to say one thing once. That's it. Yeah. Don't ask them to repeat themselves. So the best way you can do it is record it, listen to it when you get back home, and just write down the main points. And I said, oh, my God, that is genius. That's brilliant. So yeah. what I did was in class, I applied that same tactic. I would record the recording, and I'd made sure I can see the timer, right? Oh, smart. So I can see the timer, and then say, for example, we're going over – I don't know, uh, muscle tissue, right? Mm-hmm. And right now we're talking about the different arrangements of muscle, uh-huh. right? The conversion, pal- parallel, et cetera. Um, and that's at 45 minutes and 35 seconds. So guess what I'm going to write right next to muscle arrangement? Oh, 45 minutes so and 35 seconds. smart. <laughs> oh my God, I so, wish I had done that. Holy, oh where were you several years ago in my anatomy <laughs> class? I could have used that tip. <laughs> Oh my, honestly, Dude, that's so smart. That's the tiniest, tiniest little trick, but that is so small little smart. thing. It's and then honestly, like okay, when I started blown. doing that, I love it. I took so much stress. I told myself, listen, when I'm in class, I'm not gonna try to learn a single thing. All I'm doing yeah. is try to bring in as much information as possible. Totes. Like, look at my professor, write down the main points, and see what he's expressing, yeah. what he or she is saying, and try to write that just the main points down and once i get home now i have the timestamp with the topic down in my in-class notebook yes i'm gonna listen to that recording and rewrite my notes so right? smart so so and so smart yeah it's time consuming but you know what it's it's you're pretty much solid after that i mean right? you're going to be spending a ton of time studying anatomy <laughs> anyways you might as well be efficient about it so exactly that's beautiful exactly. i love that yeah very and, uh, very smart one last tip if i can give it to them is stay away from pre-bought um flashcards my one of my biggest pet peeve is um it's not necessarily that they're useless what the way what i mean is that you probably all know this by now is that whenever you're taking whenever you're looking going through anatomy some people might call one structure several different ways mm-hmm. right yeah. like i i can't tell you how many names there are for the intertrabricular groove of the humerus uh-huh. right so <laughs> try to figure out what your professor wants and you making your own flashcards is much e- for one you're making your flashcards right and just by making them you're learning it mm-hmm. and i think a lot of students what happens is whenever they buy pre-packed note cards they have like a i don't want to say a false sense of security but like they'll say, I'm good. I have these. I don't need to study till like maybe a couple of days before. And I just have these flashcards. Yeah. Flashcards are great for one thing. That is whenever you're on the go and wanting to study. Mm-hmm. Don't use that as your yes. primary study tool. Exactly. If you're waiting for Starbucks to get, to get your coffee, pull out yes, those flashcards yes, and knock yes, them out. Yes, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're on a drive, don't be driving using your flashcards. But if you're in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. let me specify that. <laughs> Yeah, they are an addition to, they are not the only tool, for sure. They're supplements to your diet. That's Yes, 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 yes. for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, creating your own flashcards is vitally important. I mean, you're writing out the information, you're drawing your own figures oftentimes, and that's 
I think drawing the actual parts of the body is what helped me learn it so much. Like really just, even if they were just like the worst scribble drawings, like I promise this is a quadricep. <laughs> like, even if There's it's literally just like a few lines and then, but like, if you understand like that's, you know, what the part that you're trying to draw and then you're labeling it and all that stuff, you're learning, you're getting that material in your brain you're learning it like that's the big part like making those flashcards and rewriting those notes over and over again that's where it's at for sure definitely yeah i'm right there with you i was pretty artistic growing up but where are you then just i always yeah, wish i was we <laughs> always drawing yeah I, I definitely was i was i was always drawing and then i want to say what kind of things uh, did you like to draw i i loved i loved drawing um Actually, it was pretty funny. I actually loved to draw. It, it was super cheesy, but like heart with wings. You know, you know that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to love drawing or or ribbons. Oh my god, I was fascinated with ribbons. Oh, dope. Like just the flowing ribbons. Uh -huh. I was that was like my thing. That's and, fun. Um, yeah. Also, like birds for some reason. I don't know where that came out. That's cool. But yeah, and I think I. Actually, it was pretty recent where I stopped. I think it was maybe when I was 20, 2000, 2004, 16 is when I like stopped drawing completely. Yeah. I mean, I tried to scribble here and there. Yeah. I used to do more spray painting more than anything, but oh, of course, fun. not on buildings, not on buildings. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, not a graffiti like, artist. No, not a graffiti artist. No, it was, yeah, it was like, have you ever seen like the spray painting of like the, how people uh, do it on, on like a piece of like a poster board or mm -hmm. something and and they make it look like planets and stuff i used yeah. to love doing that too yeah that's so, yeah. cool have you seen the ones yeah. where it's like it's literally just like they they spray like four colors and then they like smear it and then like after like a minute of smearing it's just like gorgeous portrait of somebody or it's like this yes. amazing landscape and you're like how did you do that you literally just like <laughs> sprayed like four colors and now it's just like amazing masterpiece <sighs> If it's I were so to do that, it would look like my toddler just like <laughs> it would look like the initial uh, spray for me, like the initial smear. That's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that first smear, that would be yeah. mine. <laughs> okay, so any last little bits of um, tips that you have for tools they can use in the class? Um, the last one is possibly just get a study group. Oh yes, that's all. Study oh, group. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Study groups are huge. I appreciated my study group. I mean, there were. We traded off teaching each other. We were always like, hey, did you did you make this connection? Did you make that connection? You know, just always asking each other questions, always teaching each other. Study groups are amazing. They're super great. And, super you know, similar. it, it kind of makes, um, I mean, not that anatomy is boring. I would never, ever say that. <laughs> but it makes it, it, makes it right more now. fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it really makes it more fun, you know? definitely yeah and it's like it's like working out like working out with people is so much more fun than working out by yourself i think um something that is really cool about study groups is that's actually where all the jokes that help you learn all the information comes in mm -hmm. <laughs> the weird associations um, and stuff like that like the funny so crazy yeah and it, it's uh i remembered uh how, how i learned the word fossa which uh -huh. means a shallow depression I made the connection with the, uh, so this is what I always tell all my students. What Disney character makes, what Disney character sounds like Fossa? Mufasa. <laughs> and where did Mufasa die? I don't remember. <laughs> in a shallow depression. Oh shit, really? <laughs> he died in the valley, right? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Very smart. It's all like, Look brother, at that. no. I love that. So good. God, I bet you have so, so many of these like great little corny tips that like I'll ne- it's the sh- it's always the corny stuff that sticks in your head, right? That like you just there's no way you're gonna forget something like that. Like you're gonna learn so much faster with like all of the little things like that. I love it. Definitely. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so dark, so dorky, and yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, uh, dorky, nerdy. If it's nerdy or dorky, I'm about it. <laughs> all about. Honestly, like wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so give us some tips and tools for retaining the information after. Yeah, of course. So um, retaining information, I think it's actually uh, it's the biggest thing, right? We don't want to. We spent so much time learning this information. We don't want to make sure we lose it, right? Mm-hmm, we want to make sure right. we hold on to it as much as possible. And I, I think. Um, continuing the education as if like you are still in the class you're still learning anatomy itself and i think whenever um you actually approach anatomy in the sense that i am still in this class even after you are far done with it Mm -hmm. or still trying to learn this information even as you go um like for example that other day when we were talking about the quintessence now yeah um, right (laughs) which is which would blew my mind i that way blew my mind I was like beyond, I was like baffled to be yeah. honest when I found that. Book. Well, I mean, because so. forever we've learned that there are quadriceps, you know? Yeah. And it was actually pretty funny. Um, I was dissecting cadavers at the time. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Dr. Barry Tanowitz in Santa Barbara, <laughs> who was like the head of uh, the head of the um, dissection program there. And uh-huh. he says, first thing he says is first things first. It is called dissection, not dissection. So <laughs> I have no idea what that refers to, but yes. So um, yeah, the, interesting. And yeah, I don't know so what I that means from, either. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's it's pronounced dissection, not dissection. Oh, interesting. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I've always called it dissection, and yeah, I still me do too. sometimes. But every single time I I say it, I feel that he's screaming at me from hundreds of miles away so that's hilarious (laughs) yeah and I remember that when this first discovery came about so just to give some people some backstory um what happened was I want to say it was in 2017 a group of researchers had this specimen who uh who had well-developed quadriceps Mm -hmm. um and they thought they found a tumor in his thigh but what they really found was muscle tissue and they noticed it had an origin and an insertion they checked his um, other thigh and they also had the same thing uh-huh. and so they found this new muscle that originates in the intertrochanteric line inserts at the medial aspect of the patella and it's called the tensor of vastus intermedius so technically we have five muscles mm-hmm. in the quadricep um so i guess it's called a quintuscep mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> excuse me Every time I'm in the gym, I always say I'm working on my quints, not my quads. So <laughs> super awesome. Throws everybody off. Okay. Are there any other tips you have for retaining information? Of course. Um, last I can really think of is try to stay up to date, whether that's subscribing to a medical journal that you uh, that you enjoy reading from, mm-hmm. or honestly, something that I think it's that's going to be in addition to that these, these next couple of years, it's going to be, um, the social media boom of, you know, medicine going on to social media. Yeah, and that's actually definitely. how we got in contact. Uh-huh. Um, 
it's the there's like a whole community based of uh of awesome people who love anatomy who you can actually follow their pages and you can learn stuff from them mm -hmm. and um also you know just just doing something that's enjoyable like um one of my one of my uh friends who actually is an rn and she wants she wanted to learn like you know, I feel so bad because it's been X amount of years and now I don't remember that much about it. And she uh -huh. says, what, what do you think I should do? I said, listen to as much podcasts as you can if you want mm -hmm. and um, just start off something small. Go get a, a netter coloring book. So totally. that's what she did. So she went to go get one of those netter coloring books. and That's so much fun. I so love that. It's pretty cool. You know, just kind of get fall in love with it again, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, something about... Being an adult and having crayons is just awesome. So, <laughs> totally, yeah. totally, totally. Of course. Yeah, I've been uh, falling in love with crayons again as I've uh, as my little one starts to color. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, but I really loved the suggestion of the journals and uh, just like finding different ways to continue to learn anatomy and like really whatever works for you. Um, I like the suggestion of the journal though. I have. Um, that's something that I've done that I um, have found to be really helpful. I subscribe to the um, Journal of American Medical Association, so JAMA. Everyone's pretty familiar with JAMA. Um, they also have a podcast, which is really cool. So if you know you don't want to read all of the articles, you can listen to them as well. So that's really fun. And then whatever your like niche interest is, like so say you want to be an occupational therapist and you specifically want to, you know, maybe focus on helping rehab uh, somebody learning to use their arms again for their daily activities. Like there's podcasts on that. There's journals on that. There's so many different things that like people have created content for. So, you know, you just got to do a quick little search, but you'll find it. And like, you just never know what you're going to learn. It's pretty cool. Definitely. And, you know, something that I, I've, I always told all my students is don't get rid of your notebooks and don't give them away no. to others either. <laughs> don't, you know, if, if your professor is one of those awesome ones who gives you their, your old exams back, hold on to those and totally. see if you can, and like um, cover up the answers and see if you can answer those, you know, mm -hmm. just, just to kind of like test yourself a little bit. And then there's nothing more cool than going down memory lane and seeing all your crazy little notes that mm -hmm. you kind of wrote and oh i've it's totally almost, done that yeah, yeah it's so it's cool fun. right like you're going it's down so it and you're like saying oh my god i wrote that mm -hmm. or i drew <laughs> yeah. that or i learned that or yeah it's it's fun it's really cool definitely yeah. so yeah going over your old stuff really great way to kind of like retain all that because that's what you wrote yourself and you know that mm -hmm. so definitely pretty cool yeah i think so too Thank you for all of those helpful tips and tools. That is fantastic. So little fun question here for you. What is your favorite topic in anatomy? Oh, that's such a tough one, but I'd have to say the muscle system. Yeah. The muscle system. So cool. That's the kines kid in you. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> <Yep>. Exactly. <laughs> is it yours as well? Uh, no, I was a neuro girl. I felt. Oh, okay. Oh, ew, you're yeah. one of them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm yeah, just one kidding. of them for sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that, no, the the nerve the nervous system is very fascinating to me, and I, and you know what? It, they work hand in hand with the muscles. Oh yeah. So yeah, literally, literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, pun intended, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it, I've always been fascinated about the skeletal muscle system, mm -hmm. and 
I mean, if you think about it, I mean, technically, yes, it is proven, but me picking up my cup of coffee right here and drinking from it, it's still a theory, technically, the sliding filament theory, even mm-hmm. though we have pretty much proven it over and over and over again, but technically yeah. it's still a theory because we can't see a, uh, you know, live muscle tissue being contracted and, and relaxed. Right under right. a microscope. I know, I know you really want to do a live dissection one of these oh, days. Oh, God, but... so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, but it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. And then especially in the sense of how something can change over time, not even that long of a time. Like I think, for example, myself, I mean, I just came back from a uh, I think it was a five-hour drive, mm-hmm. and oh my God, my hip flexors were just burning. That psoas ah, major yeah. was letting me know it totally. really, really well, <laughs> and definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, your body talks to you. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, um, a really good tip I, I can tell a lot of people is there's like a, a standard rule of thumb is I think it's um, every 30 minutes or an hour of sitting down, 30 seconds of hip flexor stretch on each side help out your back so much and saying save your save your back for the longevity i guess yeah i mean Um, movement is medicine right (laughs) exactly and us sitting down sitting down in this position is unnatural if you were to think about it in in a human standpoint you're literally when you're standing up all that weight of your head your you know your thoracic cavity and everything that it's holding is diffused throughout the legs but once you're Mm -hmm. sitting down like what we're doing right now all that's just right on that lumbar spine mm-hmm. and uh pretty much your legs are just being shut off right now yep yeah <laughs> yeah so get up and move guys yeah get up and move so yeah. how do you keep your students motivated when they come to a topic that they find difficult and then they get discouraged yeah you know that's actually a big one and um Laughter is key. That's one of the biggest ones. Big but time. at some point, that kind of gets annoying. <laughs> oh, so, like, like they're just annoyed by me at some point. I think it's like by by week 10 or so, they're just like, okay, Hamad. <laughs> I really but, just want to learn Hamad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think to be honest, it's it's just trying to find something that you can relate it to. Yeah. Um, take a break from it. You know, too much of anything is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting getting away from it sometimes is one of the best things you can do for yourself. I know totally. um, a lot of students, they say, I have an exam in two days. I have to spend 30, I don't know, like 30 of those hours of those 48 hours studying and not mm-hmm. resting at all. And you're literally fatiguing yourself by yeah. them. And I Your actually had... Your brain needs to rest it's literally it's it's kind of like if i gave you this plant and i said you need to water it with this full gallon mm-hmm. and you forget to water it for um for two weeks so you just dump in the full gallon thing. that's gonna that is gonna <laughs> absorb all that such a great analogy and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. just in the analogy like if you were to do that to an actual plant you're gonna ruin the the root system it actually had mm-hmm. so sometimes when you're cramming it actually it works against you mm-hmm. right it just going no, back to that accurate. whole you know, like going back to that memorization thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? I think, in my opinion, memorization is the as seen on TV gadget that takes up half your kitchen, and it's yeah. only used for one thing and one thing only. Totally. Right? If if I, if the professor asks you the question in that same exact way that you memorized it, then it's good. 
Mm-hmm. But if not, then it's kind of just go, goes right out the window. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and I mean, the but the more familiar you are with a with the material instead of just memorizing, you know, X, Y, Z, the more that you actually understand the material, the better off you are going to be able to take that information and use it in the clinical setting, which is likely what you're going to do if be doing if you're taking anatomy in the first place. So the more that you are able to really understand the material at a deeper level, the better. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think it's something to, 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 ex- something that I tell my students is I actually had before the, before their exam, um, one of my students called me through Instagram and she was telling me like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out right now. And Aww. I don't know if this and this, and, you know, I just, I just told her like, hey, you having that nervousness, that kind of freaking out moment, Mm -hmm. I think that is just your body telling you that this is something that's very important to you. Because I have been in classes that I absolutely hated and I was and I got in there and I'm like, oh, wait, we have an exam today. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about it. I shouldn't even mention that. But yeah, so and and I wasn't even nervous about those. But did I do as well as I should have, probably not. I could have right. done possibly better. But you having that freaking out, kind of like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I think that right there is you telling yourself that this actually means a lot to you. Yeah. And I think it's, Definitely. a lot of people just try to say like, oh, just just imagine it's not there. Just imagine it's not there. I think what you should do is actually make terms with it and make peace with it. Basically mm-hmm. by saying that, yeah, I am going to freak out because mm-hmm. this is actually a big deal and this is a big class and this means yeah. a lot to me. But I can't I can't worry and kind of like focus on things that are out of my control. Like is he, is he or she, is a professor going to ask um, this way, this question or this question or this question? Right. I think what you should actually focus on and trust yourself on is the work that you did up until that point. Totally. Right? I don't think that we should try to like put trust in if the professor will ask X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I think you should um, kind of focus on what you went through and your preparation, and then that way you'll find comfort through that. Yeah, totally. That way you're just prepared for whatever the professor throws at you. Exactly, exactly. At some point, it's just, I did all the work, now it's just me showing up to take the exam. Yeah, totally. That's helpful. I'm sure that, you know, your your chill demeanor also helps to keep students, you know, students' anxieties at bay. It's helpful to kind of set the mood, right? Like, especially in like, um, in like a tutoring session, right? Like, if you're showing up to somebody that's like a nervous wreck, like, the, you know, you can kind of feed off of that energy, but you're chill. I'm sure that students jump in like, okay, cool, we're just learning anatomy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool about you. Thank you. So I have one last question for you, and it's my fun one. It's my favorite one. If you could invite three people, dead or alive, over for dinner, who would it be and why? Ooh, three people. Man. Man, that is a really good one. I love this question. Man, it's so I should have been better, better prepared for this way. one. I had a feeling that you were going to ask it. I should have been. Uh, duh. <laughs> Well, it's it's now the Anatomy Nerd Podcast final question. That's that's exactly what it is. it's official. <laughs> you know what? Um, I hope I don't disappoint, but definitely Netter will be up in there. Yeah, um, for sure. 
I think his, uh, you know, work was just second to none, to be honest. Yeah. And any, I remember the the first school I ever like studied was the Netter school. You know, the mm-hmm. one that's color coded and you can take it apart. Yeah. Those are that so big, cool. brilliant blue frontal bone. <laughs> yeah. The frontal bone is. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then for some reason, the mandible is the same color as like a real skeleton. It yeah. Almost... <laughs> We're like, okay, yeah, we'll make the, the mandible. So yeah. Um, still in a good, good state. Um, I'd say Netter, Peter Aguilar, um, the professor I had. Yeah. Just to kind of see like him just try to you know in this like this is this is the in the same dinner in the same setting right yes yeah, yeah together all definitely. three people just, together just yeah, chilling, exactly. hanging out i guess four people see so you too yeah oh yeah okay cool yeah so definitely him <laughs> and then you know what we'll throw in van gogh in there too just because oh you know, there we go yeah, awesome I, I think technically he's a dissector i mean he did cut off his earlobe so yeah, i mean <laughs> yeah so he has some kind of anatomical yeah. I like it. Oh, you know what? You can change your you, mind. Yeah, you know this is a, this is a hard one. I Tesla I would definitely have to be in there. Like, not not the car Tesla, but the actual. Oh, uh, Elon Tesla. Musk. Oh yeah, yeah, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, you... te- uh, Nikola Tesla, the actual Nikola Tesla. Oh, so not yeah. Elon, not Elon Musk. I, mean, I, Elon I don't know though. anything about Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Oh, he he's. I don't know. Like he one of the more fascinating characters but he also had a deep affection for his pigeon um nothing against his him i mean pigeon like a bird yeah he he actually yeah interesting uh, he had a pet pigeon that he he loved um, um i uh which is pretty cool i guess yeah. yeah but i mean he he's i think he was beyond his time and yeah. i think that's why and i just think that not a lot of people appreciated him as much totally. but i think that combo of that of those interesting people all together will be pretty cool. So, yeah, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see where the conversation went with those individuals. Definitely. That'd be yes. fun. Cool. I like it. For sure. <laughs> all right, so and what are you guys eating? I'm sorry? What are you guys eating? Mm. What's for dinner? Today, I am making uh, I am making what's steak tacos. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah, you guys I are going to have some steak tacos? Yeah, yeah. Really nice. cool. So. It's gonna be pretty awesome. I bought like this flank steak that I like. I'm gonna marinate right now, so it's gonna be pretty awesome. So yeah. Nice. So hopefully yeah. you're uh, hopefully Van Gogh and uh, Tesla and everybody le- is. They're all meat eaters. There it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope they are. I hope they are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like it. Definitely. Alrighty. Of course. Well, that those are all of the questions that I had for you, Ahmad. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was a real pleasure to interview you and nerd out with you and learn all of your amazing tools and tips. And thank you so much for sharing. Hey, you know what? The pleasure was absolutely mine. And actually, you know, thank you again, once again. If uh, if you're not subscribed to her Instagram, definitely, I don't know what's wrong with you. You should be there right now. But <laughs> thank you so much. I don't so know much. what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. She always posts really cool stuff. And the thing that I love about her so much is that she's always giving people out shout outs and mm-hmm. including people who like myself, who probably shouldn't deserve be on there, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, Whatever. always giving people like the spotlight of, of really cool nerding out stuff. So from, you know, from the bottom of my heart, honestly, thank you for having me on. 
and keep doing your thing. You're killing this. I mean, I know you don't need me to tell you this, but you're killing this. <laughs> I appreciate you. No, so what I do love about the, the Instagram community is that everyone's always boosting each other up. It's really fun. It's a very, very cool community. Everyone is just really supportive of each other, and that's mm -hmm. really refreshing in this world right now. So right. I am happy to boost folks, and it's been really, really, really incredible to see who has shown up and boosted me. It's, it's amazing. Hey. It's, it's just... It's something pretty special, and I love it. I dig it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and we all rise together, right? Dude, totally. So. That's it. That's absolutely exactly. it. Yeah. Thank you so well, much, Hillary. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Ahmad. And on that really super positive, happy, awesome note, we will say hasta luego. Hasta luego. Bye-bye. Masalama. There it is. <laughs>